Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. Whether that includes getting ready for work, or sitting down at the end of the day, or dishes, or laundry, or teaching children at home, or school somewhere, or conference period, lunches, driving up and down the road. Hope this adds to your day a little bit. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others and help it to grow, thank you very much. I'm incredibly grateful for that. For those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon, one of the different tiers, and are financially supporting the podcast, I'm incredibly grateful for y'all. And I will try and use your time wisely. little bit of a sad note. We lost one of our puppy dogs last week. The girls were pretty torn up about it. They got hit on the road. You know, that's just one of the sad, tragic facts of living where you let your dogs out free. You know, you don't have them chained up at home. And that's, that's one of the possibilities that they get hit. And that happened, and that was that was really sad. But we were lucky to have the dog while we did. She was a great dog for the kids. Uh, that was, if you've listened to the podcast over the last year and a half, every once in a while you've heard me talk about the Black Knight Fighter uh, that would come out on our walks with us. Um, and... And she just always was happy, just constantly, you know, best day ever, typical dog. And probably could teach me a thing or two about being grateful for (laughs) the blessings that God bestows upon me, which maybe is part of the point. Those things are always hard. I'm not sure that y'all really need to hear this. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I'll say it now, though, because it's it's hard in the moment. But we were taking her out on our family land to bury her. My dad and I, it was late in the day, cloudy day, kind of nasty. And we were out digging by a little pond that this dog used to love to run and play in. This, where she got hit, was right by where a little homeschool co-op is run. And, you know, you a lot of time, especially when you're real emotional, none of this stuff in the moment is really what you want to hear. But we were sitting there talking about it as we were working. And, which the ground was not exactly soft. So it was actually taking a little bit of work. And... We talked about the fact that, you know, you have no idea in so many aspects of your life why something happens. And we want to know why. We're just kind of bent that way, I think most human beings are. We want to, it's like kids when they ask parents, well, why? Why? You know how many times if you're a parent, you've heard that word, probably you can't even count. And one of the things that my pastor said is always, you know, there's just things about God that we're just not going to understand. 
And if we did understand him, he wouldn't be much of a God. You know, if we could put God in this little bitty box and understand everything perfectly, then, well, then that would make us God. And I don't know about y'all, but I know that I, I would make a very poor God. Billy Graham said something along the same lines. He said when people come to him and say, well, I just, I don't quite get all this. And he said, that's okay. Neither do I. But I trust God. And I trust that he's got it figured out. And so we were sitting there talking about the fact that, you know, there's a real decent chance that maybe this dog got hit by that vehicle in place of a little child because there were a lot of little children at this homeschool co-op. And, uh, or maybe the person that was driving, you know, maybe it'll slow somebody down just a little bit in front of the school so that next time it's not a kid. And I don't know if that's true, folks. And, and I'm certainly not trying to put guilt on whoever hit the animal, which I don't know and really have no desire to know. But whatever heartache you have in your life, and I, know, I realize this is an animal, and we, we have done a pretty bad job, folks, as society of starting to try and treat our animals as people, and they're not people, they're animals. At the end of the day, this was a wonderful dog. I hurt for my wife and my little girls who are hurting. And, and I miss the dog, too. She would go run with me miles upon miles upon miles. And uh, But she's just a dog. And we have people in this country. You go back to the message that we talked about at the end of last week. Truman talking about it. You know, he was talking at the end of the 40s about these families that are heartbroken and and homeless and destitute and, and just the broken families. And look at us today. We've murdered over 63 million of our own fellow citizens. We have homelessness across the country. We have an invasion across the border. We have uh, broken families due to feminism and LGBTQ nonsense and alcohol and drugs and all the, the old problems and I call them old because it's like we don't even talk about them anymore because we got so many new problems that we made up that you can't even focus on us. You know, we used to say in the Marine Corps, you deal with the closest alligator to the boat. Well, the boat looks like we've got about four or five alligators trying to crawl in at the same time. Really, it's probably more like 15 or 20, but it's only so big. So I, I share that with you just, I hope, as a little bit of an encouragement whatever kind of problems you're going through, what, you know, whether it's really big, you know, if you've got a sick spouse or mother or father or kid or somebody that just died or somebody that's in prison or, you know, if it's a person, obviously way bigger concern than, than, than our little dog that we had to bury. But uh, I think the principle still applies. And, and and Truman's message from, from the 1949 Christmas Eve message still applies. You know, God's given us so much, and we don't know why things happen. But we can still trust him individually and as a nation and turn to him. You know, that's that's something that's really hard, I think, for a lot of what I would call traditional men, at least, is acknowledging the fact that that Jesus Christ is there when we're hurting 
to turn to that he wants us to turn there. Now, maybe this new, you know, more feely man that we've got today has a better grasp of that. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think that those are those are actually weaker men, but that's a whole different discussion. Anyway, hopefully that gives you, uh, it's a sad story, but, you know, whatever you're going through, um, you can trust God that, that there's a reason for it, and you may not know it this side of heaven. A lot of times we don't. But it's a lot more comforting than just thinking uh, Darwinian evolution and we're just rolling the dice every day uh, and that nobody's really in control. 1952, President Truman remarks upon lighting the National Community Christmas Tree broadcast nationally at 5.15 p.m. My fellow Americans, as we light this national Christmas tree tonight here on the White House lawn, as all of us light our own Christmas trees in our own homes, we remember another night long ago. Then a child was born in a stable. A star hovered over, drawing wise men from afar. Shepherds in a field heard angels singing. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That was the first Christmas, and it was God's great gift to us. This is a wonderful story. Year after year, it brings peace and tranquility to troubled hearts in a troubled world. And tonight, the earth seems hushed as we turn to the old, old story of how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Tonight, our hearts turn, first of all, to our brave men and women in Korea, they are fighting and suffering and even dying that we may preserve the chance of peace in the world. The struggle there has been long and bitter, but it has a hopeful meaning. It has a hopeful meaning because it is the common struggle of many free nations which have joined together to seek a just and lasting peace. We know, all of us, that this is the only way we can bring about peace in the conditions of our time on this earth. Whether we shall succeed depends upon our patience and fortitude. We still have a long road ahead of us. Before we reach our goal, we must remain steadfast. And as we go about our business of trying to achieve peace in the world, let us remember always to try to act and live in the spirit of the Prince of Peace. He bore in his heart no hate and no malice, nothing but love for all mankind. We should try as nearly as we can to follow his example. 
our efforts to establish law and order in the world are not directed against any nation or any people. We seek only a universal peace where all nations shall be free and all peoples shall enjoy their inalienable human rights. We believe that all men are truly the children of God. As we worship at this Christmas tide, let us worship in this spirit. As we pray for our loved ones far from home, as we pray for our men and women in Korea, and all our servicemen and women wherever they are, let us also pray for our enemies. Let us pray that the Spirit of God shall enter their lives and prevail in their lands. Let us pray for a fulfillment of the brotherhood of man. Through Jesus Christ, the world will yet be a better and fairer place. This faith sustains us today as it has sustained mankind for centuries past. This is why the Christmas story with the bright stars shining and the angels singing moves us to wonder and stirs our hearts to praise. Now, my fellow countrymen, I wish for all of you a Christmas filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit and many years of future happiness with the peace of God reigning upon this earth. I meant to do this. I'm sure I'll forget sometimes, which says more about me than anything else. Uh, but Father, thank you for the people that listen to this podcast and share it. Thank you for time to record it. Guide those people through their lives, myself as well. Guide us through today. Help us to do your will. Help us, Father, to turn back to you as individuals and a nation. To follow the commands of your Son and get our priorities in order in our individual lives and the lives of our families and our marriages before that. And help us to see this darkness, this evil around us, particularly in our own country here in America, for what it is. And to try and lessen that darkness by shining the light of your Son, Jesus Christ, into it. And guide me as I talk in this podcast. Your son's name we pray. Amen. So, there's a lot here, which is not shocking. And so I'm just going to kind of run through the things that struck me as I read through it. One of them is just, again, just this openness that Truman talks about God and Jesus Christ and his birth. and and the hope that that brings. He talked about the peace and tranquility. You know, it's impossible to bring this peace and tranquility if we don't even talk about God and Jesus Christ. And not just at Christmas time, but all year round in our schools, our society, our culture. And whether purposefully or not, that, that's one thing that the left has done that really helps accomplish their goals that they try and achieve, that they aim for. Whatever they're meaning, folks, that's what their actions say, 
if you take God out of the picture, then you have this vacuum, this void that you're able to fill then with evil of different kinds. And, and, but when you, when you constantly talk about and act on, as Truman said here, you know, he talked about this. And as we go about our business of trying to achieve peace in the world, let us remember always to try and act and live in the spirit of the Prince of Peace. He bore in his heart no hate and no malice, nothing but love for all mankind. We should try as nearly as we can to follow his example. When we do that publicly, folks, that's, that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm saying it poorly here, but taking God and Jesus Christ out of the public life has done a real good job of allowing the left, the people that stand for evil, to move in and, and cause even more hate and distress and heartache. When you can't even acknowledge the truth, when you can't even talk about the solution to the problems, it allows those problems to grow and fester. This next part just kind of reaffirms what we talk about on this podcast so often. Our efforts to establish law and order in the world are not directed against any nation or any people. We seek only a universal peace where all nations shall be free and all people shall enjoy their inalienable human rights. We believe that all men are truly the children of God. You know, in our declaration, we talk about that. God-given rights, inalienable, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, and, and I get every once in a while I get thrown at me that quote from the Treaty of Tripoli about this is in no sense a Christian nation, right? And what they meant that ties in real well here. We're not the Christian nation that's going to come fight you simply because you're not a Christian nation. We're not going to come look you up, Iran or China, just because you're not a Christian nation and pick a fight with you. We want, as Truman talked about here, law and order in the world, universal peace, where people are free and they are able to exercise their inalienable rights. And so, you know, we're not doing a real good job at home of securing these right now. You always go back to abortion, life, right? Liberty, we seem to be taking more and more rights away because it, you know, either offends somebody or somebody else has more right to be offended, I guess. I don't know. But, I, I don't, I'm not doing a real good job here of tying this in, folks, but this idea in America, you know, you don't have to be Christian in order to be an American that ties in with the world. If you're not going to be a Christian nation, that's fine. Uh, that's between you and God and y'all's own people. But as a Christian nation, we want to try and spread freedom and liberty, spread the word of Christ throughout the world. And so 
you know, in Korea that was going on at this time when he gave this message. We were taking a stand against communism. We didn't want to. It would have been nice if the communists wouldn't have been trying to, you know, if communism wasn't what it was, which is evil. You look at the story from just a few weeks ago of the people in China that were locked in their own burning building and burned to death because the communist government said, well, you don't have the right to leave. We're going to put you in lockdown and we're going to put you in such a stringent lockdown that we can't even get fire rescue to you. Or the fact that they have been re-educating, quote unquote, Muslims. Right? You want to talk about lack of freedom, lack of liberty, lack of peace. China's a pretty good example right now. But where do we get this peace from, folks? That's the point. This idea today that the government is going to give it to you, it just it's not going to. We've got to turn to Jesus Christ. As Truman said, through Jesus Christ, the world will yet be a better and fairer place. And I'm going to end with this paragraph again because it's so important to our nation and to us as individuals. As we worship at this Christmas time, let us worship in the Spirit. As we pray for our loved ones far from home, as we pray for our men and women in Korea and all our servicemen and women wherever they are, let us also pray for our enemies. Let us pray that the Spirit of God shall enter their lives and prevail in their lands. Let us pray for fulfillment of the brotherhood of man. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.